The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and the Raiders dropped another possible playoff run in the 2020 season. And that's it. It's over, folks. So let's talk about that and more here on show 564. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have a short postgame for the boltless, nutless, chargeless chargers. We'll go over the game and certain things I thought were great, like we got to see Mariota and such. And then we'll go over the postgame where Gruden starts to use a load of excuses saying that he doesn't want to use them. I won't go into that because it's part of the show. We'll go to the state of the Raiders, where we are now, where we have to go, the mistakes we made before the season started, what I think, and where we need to go further, and then a pregame for the Fish. Yep, the Dolphins are in the playoff hunt for sure. They mean business, they're coming to Vegas, and they're looking to win. Well, we can be spoilers. Let's see if we can do it. San Diego Superchargers. <laughs> well, it's LA Superchargers. It's the Superchargers now, and they they came to Allegiant Stadium and they supercharged us. Um, they got a good team. I ain't kidding. We have a good team too. This day was not our day. Uh, Derek Carr pulled a groin muscle on a, another third and goal on the red zone, which is someplace this last part of the year we have just struggled in the red zone. Struggled on, you know, third and goal on the four, on the three, on the two. Cannot punch the ball in. Can't pass the ball in. Seems to be a problem we've had in the latter part of the year. Derek Carr pulls his groin and then comes in. Marcus Mariota which we've been talking about here a little bit. But the reason the Raiders didn't play him earlier was because he cost them money. $17 million contract he signed in the offseason as the number one backup. He was seriously injured, and it took him his shoulder. I think it was his shoulder and, gosh, what else? He had two, his ankle. Those are the two injuries, and they were bad. And it took him an entire season off-season of rest and rehab to get back to his normal, great football self. I remember when he first came out in the league, he was a star, superstar, especially running and passing. He was a great read-option player. And he did a great job with the Titans until, well, they didn't back him up with anything typical team issue. Uh, If he would have been there when they're running back of, of late, Derrick Henry is his name, and running the ball is his game. And if he had had Mariota as his QB, I think things would have been a little different. Now, even though they're in the playoffs at 10-4, and they're doing a great job. I just think Mariota is a much better quarterback than what they have there in Tennessee. Long story short, we have him. And uh, when he went into the game, it looked to me like the players were not sure. They really never played with him. The first-string guys were like, okay. 
And it wasn't within the first four downs that he had proven his worth. You could see the team lift itself up from the dregs, from losing their quarterback, and playing serious football. All right, guys, welcome to In the Pocket with Rich Gannon. Unfortunately, another heartbreaker in Las Vegas. Of course, the Raiders falling to their division foe in the Chargers. But everybody still buzzing about the play from backup Marcus Mariota. You hate to see anybody go down with an injury, but flashes of why the guy was the number two overall pick back in 2015. What would you think of number eight's play? Yeah, I was really encouraged, and I was happy for him. You know, you hate to see Derek get hurt. I just texted with him a few minutes ago. I think he's going to try and practice this week and hopefully play. But uh, it's good to have quality depth and experience at that position. That's why the Raiders went out and got Marcus. And I was pleased that he came in and performed well. And it shows he's a pro. I mean, he was ready to play. You know, he didn't get very much time in practice. I I thought he took advantage of the opportunity. I thought he provided a spark for the football team. Uh, You know, I think maybe the best play in the game, this may sound crazy, but I think it speaks volumes about this kid's toughness. He throws an interception and he finds a way to chase down Chris Harris on the boundary. To me, that was, that could have been a game saving play. I mean, if they go on to win that football game, we're going to look back on that play and say, that's one of the reasons they won that game. He took a negative and maybe try to turn into a positive. But I think it speaks volumes about his toughness, his grit, his determination, his effort, his finish. I think we saw that from him, not just in terms of how he threw the football, but how he ran around and made plays with his legs as well. There you go. 88 rushing yards. He was the lead rusher on the day, making plays with his arms. I was impressed by his accuracy, a guy that wasn't really available until October, dealing with the pec injury. And then, yes, like when you said, it came down to it. He was ready uh, to perform when his name was called. The team played for Mariota. They went the extra mile for him. They did everything they could to try to win this game, and they weren't let down by his quarterback play, which has happened to us so many freaking times whenever a second-string quarterback comes in. It's travesty. It happened to us in 2016, um, and we went right out of the playoffs like a popcorn fart. Puff, we were out. So Meredith's performance in this game was epic, very, very stunning. I was very uplifted by it. I was happy with it. You know, you're going to pay some guy $17 millions, And then he also got a million-dollar bonus for playing. Well, I'll take that money. It was worth seeing him play. I think the team is uplifted knowing that they really have a severe question now at the quarterback position. Derek Carr is obviously the, the winner of the QB contest and the eyes of the coach, he's still hanging on uh, Derek Carr, and I would see why, because he's a decent quarterback. He's pretty good. Some would say the best in Raider history. I would say no way, but that's what the records show, and that's what the statistics show. But yet again, let me say, statistics here are just a bunch of garbage because the league has changed so much. In the days of, you know, Pastorini or the days of uh, of the older quarterbacks, even, even Plunkett. If these rules would have been in place then, oh, he would have been a Superman. We'd have had incredible records broken. But the NFL rules has changed a great deal since those days. So Derek Carr holding the records for yards and, and touchdowns is not a surprise because of the rule changes in the league. 
He's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. I have confidence in him. And if we ever get a defense, he could take us to the show, I have no doubt. But it is certainly refreshing to see that we have a, a quarterback that can finish a game and almost win it, for crying out loud, which is good. That is a good sign for us. It is a good sign for the futures of the Raiders. This game came down to the nitty-gritty. And it came down to the shitty defense we have. And they didn't hold it. And they went back and scored a touchdown. What a surprise. Not really. But uh, they played better for this coach than they played for Paula. Which doesn't say a whole lot for this fan. I am not impressed with the three days uh, that he had to change a team. We shall see the new defense against the Dolphins. We'll see our defense play against the Dolphins. We'll see how good they are. We'll see if any changes the coach makes is going to make a difference. It's still not very much time to change a defense or a defense mindset, but he could probably do it. Let's see what happens. Um, I was really impressed with Mariota. I was impressed with the rest of the team, how we almost got it done. Um, Disappointing loss because, you know, this was a must-win game. Uh, To say the least, we've been there before. We've been here for many years. At least we have talk of playoffs as many seasons went by with no talks of anything other than what are we going to get in our next draft, which... You know, it's kind of where we are this season. It was a good game. I won't say, I'll say that. I say special teams is still special needs. We need a lot of work on that part of the side of the field. Um, I think they're just patching that group together. They need to get some coach in there that really knows what the hell he's doing and grab some players at work. Because uh, without a good special teams, we ain't going nowhere either. So our defense, special teams definitely need some help. Offense seems to be okay. So this game, just an overtime loss. And it was because of our defense, not because of our offense. Thank goodness of that. It's a positive thing. But then again, what can I say? Derek Carr looks like he's hurt. Looks like he'll be out for the next game. So we shall see a full game of Marcus Mariota ready to go. So that should be interesting to say the very least. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, this time of the year is the kind of time of year <laughs> that Raider Greggs likes to throw out the state of the Raiders. So I'm going to go over that right now. Let's keep in mind this season there was the COVID, like we are all dealing with still to this day. And there is a lot of other issues too, along with social and governmental issues. However, the 32 teams in the NFL, there is a winner and there is a loser. And we are somewhere in between. Looks like we'll pick 17 in the draft, somewhere around 17, um, which leads me to something else. But let's just say the state of the Raiders now. Our young players evidently didn't have enough time to groom themselves or this coaching staff didn't enough time to groom them because that seems to be the ongoing mantra of John Gruden. 
no preseason, uh, no offseason programs. John, of course, last week you went against Justin Herbert, who has had a great offensive rookie season, and you have going up against another rookie quarterback in Tua. Can you just describe how difficult and challenging it must be for these rookie quarterbacks to find the success despite not really going through the offseason program, and what big task and threats does Tua pose to your defense? Well, he's a top five pick in the league. He's a very talented, calm, cool, accurate, quick arm passer. He's tough, man. He's tough. He's got surprising mobility. I don't think people realize he can keep the ball on his own read and do some damage. But uh, quarterbacks, running backs, linemen, everybody, coaches, fans, we all struggle with no offseason. You know, you, you can't get the preparation back. Uh, but it's a credit to uh, everybody for staying together and, and continuing to, to fight. And we emphasize the word finish. Finish the season with as much authority as you can. Bro, 30 other, 32 other teams had to go through the same thing. Stop your complaining, Gruden. This is an ongoing thing I am just freaking sick of hearing of. We did have a number of injuries last night. Uh, Hunter Renfro is uh, in the concussion protocol. As you know, Henry Ruggs missed the game with COVID. We're hoping to get him back late this week. Uh, Jalen Richard got injured in pregame warm-up. Uh, re-injured his sternum. Hopefully he's okay to go. Um, we're hopeful that Cleve Farrell, uh, Nick Morrow, Damon Arnett, John Abram can return to the lineup this week. It's still 50-50, but I'm going to be optimistic. And Evan Lawson uh, missed the game last night with an illness. Uh, we're hoping we get him back as well. And David Irving's status uh, is also up in the air. We'll update you here on uh, the latter or the middle of next week. Uh, John, obviously it's a week-to-week league, but in, in your mind, have you come to any kind of determination yet and why the last two years it seems to have kind of gone south here in the end uh, after after pretty good starts? <laughs> well, I just named about 10 players that were missing. I think that has a little something to do with it. I think, you know, I'm not going to ever use excuses, but I've never been in a game where you where you lose so many players and you had so many players missing going into it. Uh, we were beat up big time last year, and we just haven't been able to stay healthy down the stretch. But um, these are winnable games. I've got to do a better job helping our team find a way to win. It's your fault. Stop there. Just stop with there's no excuses, and it's up to you because it's the truth. Everything else is horse crap. As a fan, I am sick of hearing it, honestly. So when you, when Jericho's down, the Marcus comes in, you guys change the office. What, what's that process like, changing the kind of office on the fly, and how, how difficult is that? Well, it's hard. You know, obviously we didn't have an offseason like everybody else, and Marcus was out, I think, the first nine or ten weeks of the season. So uh, we haven't had a chance to really work at a lot of these things. This is just a real credit to, um, to the coaches and, and really a credit to Mariota. Uh, he's, a, he's a hell of a player, and... You know, we called some plays. We didn't really practice, and uh, we had practice earlier in the season. But if Derek can't go, we're going to always try to do what our quarterback does best, and this guy can really run. He's a dual threat, and he proved it tonight. All right, thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys. I see a lot of positives going on here, though. I see our team really on the cusp of making a big change. We need a big change in personnel. So let's look at that. This season, these are the players that we got in our draft, last draft. Brian Edwards, Arnett, Lynn Bowden Jr. 
on in a third round pick. It's like we have enough luxury to crap out a third round pick and shit can him to another team. That is a failure of management. That's a Mike Mayock shit. Pardon me. He crapped in his pants. That was a terrible pick. And I don't know who on the Raider Nation thought of this character on the third round. I know I didn't. And I didn't see anybody else's chart that had him anywhere near the third round. Epic failure. Tanner Muse, linebacker. Haven't seen him. I think he played in one game, maybe. Not a very good job. Not a very good showing. John Simpson, guard. Haven't seen him. I don't even know if he's still on the team. <laughs> Amick Robinson. We drafted him and signed him. Haven't seen him. Maybe that's because he's been under the COVID protocol. I don't know. I will say this. Our last draft class sucked, in my opinion. I think Arnett was probably our best pickup. He's a good player. I know people complain about him, but he's doing it. And give him a couple seasons and he'll really pick it up because I think he's a very good player. He's strong. He's fast. And, well, he knows what the hell's going on, believe it or not. Now, I know I expected a lot from these players. Lynn Bowden, I really didn't expect because I thought he was a turkey pick in the first place. So in short, I'm hoping that this next year we're through with the COVID and these players that are supposed to be producing will get an opportunity to learn under Coach Gruden or our new defensive coordinator and make much better um, players than they did this season because I didn't see a lot of them out on the field. With that, the state of the Raiders. Well, we're in a, a game, we're in a season of flux, really. Our defensive coordinator was a turkey from the get-go. We all know it, and it proved itself to be true throughout the season. We had to suffer with Gruden's friend at the defensive helm, which was, you know, laughable at this point because we really don't have anywhere to go because of our defense. If we'd had a defense... We definitely would have made the playoffs. That's how ridiculous this season was. If Gruden would have fired Paula and hired a decent coach to run the defense at the beginning of the year, we would not be at this position, I don't believe at all. We would be at least in a playoff game. At least for sure. <laughs> because the defense was the dead leg in this horse this season. Let's just look at the coaches. Who do we want for our defensive coordinator? Wade Phillips? I mean, there's a lot of old names that are being tossed around. These old retreads are going to do the same thing they've done before, which is okay. I mean, I'm okay with any coach that brings a winning attitude and a winning scheme. Now, there's a lot of defensive coaches that were head coaches that were fired last year. I would like to look at those guys. I think uh, we need to get a better defensive coordinator, not someone who just happened to be there at the time. Um, Gruden's got to step into the 21st and 22nd century and make a move into a fresh, young mind defensive guy that's got the confidence of the team, which is super important 
for this position. You are number two, man. You're the number two guy. And the three-headed beast in the NFL, the special teams, the head coach, of course, offensive coordinator in our state, uh, because he calls all the plays, and then the defensive coordinator, uh, big time, big time importance. Uh, Gruden also, I believe, at this time of year that I'm looking at everything that we've been through this season, needs to get rid of Greg Olson. Now, come on, man. This guy, <laughs> I know he's parroting the words of the, he's telling you what he sees and it's good for you because he's your friend. Shit can that relationship. Yes, it's been good. It's been real. You're my friend. Goodbye. I got to find someone who I might not even like who does a better job. That's important that we keep things fresh in the coaching ranks. Keep looking for that next star because as far as I'm concerned, the Raiders have been kind of a stale coaching situation. We really, Dennis Allen was not dynamic. He was not a head coach. He was not head coach material. We don't want a head coach. We want a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator that are with it for today's NFL. You know, we have a very close window here. We have young draft picks that are good. We have young draft picks that are ready to make the move into the next portion of their careers, which will be a contract. And sooner than later, these guys, Josh Jacobs, um, Waller, they're going to want one of their paid their big money. I mean, it's time for big money. Um, and are we going to have enough to pay them, right? Because we're paying the offensive line. Uh, $72 million is going out every game. Look at that $72 million line. That's a lot of money. And I don't know if the production is there after Incognito left. We got a lot of work to do, just like the coach says. And that's a fact. But uh, please, Gruden, stop telling me all the excuses and then tell me you're not going to make excuses because, bro, you're full of excuses as far as I'm concerned. Hire some decent coaches. Get yourself out of this mess. Move us forward quicker. Move us forward uh, without the buffoonery of Paula. Because, <laughs> sir... That cost us this entire year because if he would have had a new coordinator for defense, things would have been much brighter because our offense would have carried our team. You know it. I know it. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, before I get into the pregame with the fish, I've got to squish the fish for sure at home in Vegas. Before I do, I want to just mention a quarterback controversy that seems to be brewing. As soon as Mariota stepped on the field and his first series is over, I think the whole Raider Nation was like, wow, oh, wow. Um, this guy can move this team. This guy can make the calls. And he hasn't even been playing with the first string. I think it has started. It will not stop until we see something change. Uh, Carr's injured this next game against the Fish. 
We'll see Mariota in full blossom with a full week with a first-string team. Uh, we might have a serious controversy after this game um, and then maybe the next game. Because if he does what I think he can do, Derek Carr, your massive contract could be in jeopardy, bro. And that is all I was going to say about the controversy of yet. They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Flipper lives in a world full of wonder, lying there under, under the sea. So the Miami Dolphins, of which the Raiders have had many, many decades of crazy games against, I mean, they've knocked us out of the playoffs, and we've knocked them out of the playoffs. So this is one of those games where they absolutely have to have this game. They do. And we could be a spoiler, which is kind of what we are this time of year, and we can be. I'd love to be the spoiler against the fish, because we got to squish the fish. <laughs> Interesting game. We'll see Mariota play for the first time start to finish. He'll have a first opportunity to practice with the first string that's going to be exciting really exciting to watch for us could be the birth of a different team it's crazy after six and a half years with Derek Carr boom Mariota can you see him as Rich Gannon it's only a dream but it could be true because this cat can play football now Tua Tungavaloa hey funny how I got that out huh I hope it's right <laughs> Has been playing lights out. little hurt here and there, but he's a crazy threat to run. I don't know if our defense will be ready for him. They'll, of course, have someone uh, watching him. But uh, other teams have done the same thing. We'll just see how this team plays. But we could be the spoiler. If we can get up for this game to spoil their season, I would love that. It would be a great thing to see because I'm telling you, the Fish have done it to us a few times. Um, they beat us a few times when we were supposed to beat them. Long rivalry here. I love to beat the Dolphins. And they're coming to Las Vegas. Let's hope they go out and party like rock stars. Well, you can't because of the COVID. <laughs> That's unfortunate because that too could be an advantage in Las Vegas, which is pretty funny. Over the years and the future years to come, that is. Dolphins are number two ranked defense in the NFL. That's a problem. Their offense is 18th, and they average 325, 330 yards a game. Going to be a tough game. But if we can prevail, if we can get our run game, which is what I think we should do, is we should just mimic their style of play because our quarterback is bigger and stronger. Uh, I don't know if he's faster, but I know I've seen Mariota make some moves. I don't want him to get hurt. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him running all over the field every other play. But in this NFL, you really have to run the ball a little bit. Even the best, you know, even the best quarterback in the league, he runs the ball. So you got to take that chance. Got to take that chance because it keeps the ball going down the field. And that's what we need. So I'm looking forward to this contest. It'll be exciting. We really don't have a lot to play for except to ruin their chances which I think is enough to play for. I think the defense will play up for this new coach because Marinelli 
is not a warm and cuddly guy like Paula. Hey, hey, Paula. Paula's very soft and touchy. Marianelli is a hard-edged dude. And let's see if he can put that hard edge up the fannies of some of these players and get him to play better. I know they're good players. I know they've got potential. I say on our team, it's coaching at this point and certainly drafting Mayock. Your ass is on the hot seat as far as I'm concerned. Last year was a real shitstorm of players that we got and was supposed to be a real bonus. Well, it was more like the bone instead of the S. <laughs> I don't think you did a very good job, bro. So I expect the Miami Dolphins to come in here and try to put on a show Let's watch the Raiders destroy their season. I would love it. We can do it. You know we can. When we're playing our best, we can beat anyone. We've proven it. We've done it. The only loss for defending Super Bowl champions is to the Raiders. All the other people who tried, attempted, and failed to to make a victory there, the Raiders did. There's a reason for it. It's not because we were lucky. It's because we have the talent. We need to put our coaching together and make it happen. And Rich, with the playoff chances looking quite slim for the Raiders heading into this week, how do you as a team stick together these next couple of weeks and finish the season strong? Because, you know, how important would it be to head into the offseason with a little bit of momentum? It's so important. It's a great point that you bring up. It's so, it's so important to, to build some confidence and momentum as you head into the offseason. Finish the season strong, feel good about your effort and performance. And look, they're going to make some tough decisions this offseason. They're going to continue to turn over this roster. They're going to continue to try and get better on both sides of the ball. But I think especially defensively, that's an area where the Raiders have to improve. You can't just keep giving up 35 points every week and expect that your offense is going to score 40. It's just not the way it works in the NFL. Interesting point you made. There is still something to play for. Absolutely looking towards the offseason. What is this Raiders team going to look like? And what is uh, important for them to build on, of course, as they head into the 2021 season? And you mentioned the defense. Well, guess what? They've got another rookie coming to town. This time it's Tua and the Dolphins, and that defense is hot too. But how does the Raiders defense slow down this Miami offense that put on 250 yards rushing combined against Bill Belichick in the Patriots last week? Yeah, you can't you can't fall in love with the quarterback because he's they're they're minimizing his exposure each week. He's not throwing the ball 35 or 40 times. You're right. They're running the football. They've got a good running game and they're good in the kicking game. So you know, the, Tua's going to be smart. He's thrown nine touchdowns and just two interceptions in his seven starts, Aaron. They're five and two. He's putting them in a position to have a chance to win each week. And I think it's going to be much of the same against the Raiders. They're not going to ask him to you know, throw the ball 35 times. He's going to manage the game. He makes good decisions. He's very accurate. He can extend plays with his legs. They're going to rely on the running game, play action game, and a really solid defense. Uh, to to kind of continue what they've done. This has been an amazing run for uh, Brian Flores in his second year. The Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, right. They are at that seventh spot right now heading into the week. And you talk about the run game, and it's nicely paired with a strong defense. Miami has 26 takeaways this season. That is the most entering Monday night football. How do you believe, Rich, that this Raiders – Offense should game plan against a defense that has 20 straight 
gains with a takeaway? You know, I know Josh Jacobs is not 100%, Aaron, but the numbers don't lie. And when they're able to run the football effectively, the Raiders usually win. And, you know, you look at that game the other night, you know, he had, well, I think it was 26 carries, but he only had 76 yards rushing. He averaged 2.9 a rush. They need to get more out of the running game. They've got this big, bad, nasty offensive line. I know they haven't been healthy all season, but there's still a bunch of big guys up front. They've got to be able to move people off the ball in the running game. And to me, that's really important, especially if you don't have your starting quarterback under center. The Raiders, when you look at them running the football well, it goes back to you know week one. I was there when they ran the football up and down the field against the Carolina Panthers. You have to be able to run the football. John Gruden talks about it all the time. The other area where they've got to be better is in short yardage and goal line situations. You know, I, I, I cover my eyes every time the Raiders get inside the five-yard line. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And last year was a problem. They got down inside the five-yard line, I think, seven times last year where they either turned the ball over or didn't score. And that's got to be a point of emphasis in this game. They've got to be able to run the football, and they've got to be able to finish drives down in the red zone. I say we win this game by a field goal. I hope we do, um, but we can. I know we can. Let's watch our team go out there, and hopefully they will become. Randy, let's hear the music. Super Freaks. <laughs> That's enough of me. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Let's hear from you, because that's the most important thing in this show. Let's get on the bone line. Who is first on this show? And our first caller from Northern California. You're up here by me, bro. The Lucid Radar. Love that handle. Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is the Lucid Raider from Northern California. Oh, my mother. Oh, shit. So, uh, just saw the loss right now to these uh, nutless, boltless uh, chargers. And, uh, man, that was tough. That was really, 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 really tough, man. But I will say, starting off, that uh, Mariotti, I, I think he did well, man. I really think he came out just on fire, man. I mean, you got to give this dude credit. You got to, you kind of got to get cut him some slack. I mean, shoot, he just come in without no preseason, you know, first start and whatnot. Well, not not actually a start, but you know, card goes down, they just throw him in there, you know. And he did the best he could. And I thought he did great. I mean, my son, who's been watching the Raiders for 18 years without without any Super Bowl, without Without much, you know, except one playoff appearance. I mean, even my son was, his ears were perked up like a Doberman pitcher. I mean, he's like, whoa, like, who's this? But Mariota, I, I think he did well. I mean, our defense, oh, my goodness, that's terrible. I mean, we got to fix that real quick, man. We, we really got to fix that really quick. I mean, like now, you know, I still have hope. I'm a Raider fan till I die, you know what I'm saying? But, like, man, it, it's, it's tough. And, and one thing I will say is, like, I wonder how our Vegas brothers and sisters are going to, are going to respond to this, you know, because we've been dealing with this in Oakland for too damn goddamn long, man. Excuse my language. It's been too damn long, too damn long. And that's where I worry. We moved to Vegas, a real, a a real sketchy market, I guess, you know, the market's not as solid, you know, in terms of, uh, 
uh, fans and whatnot to see how they respond. Because I mean, for years we went through this with, with, I mean, I don't even want to go down the list of trash ass quarterbacks we have. And guess what? We were still there rooting our, rooting for our team, you know, the Raiders, you know? So I wonder, hopefully Vegas, you know, you guys can deal with this, you know, and, and, and one day we could, we could, we could make it, man. We could take you to the Super Bowl, you know, and, and do this thing. But so yeah, Raider, Greg, Raider, Randy, I want to thank you. You know, uh, you guys do a great job and whatnot. And, uh, the see, I mean, it's probably the season. I mean, shoot, realistically, it looks like it's done. But, uh, hey, man, there's always hope, you know. we got to hang in there and do our thing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, keep rooting for these Raiders, you know, because there ain't nothing else. I mean, shoot, we got to stick together and uh, keep doing this. But uh, that's it for me, man. I mean, uh, that's it. You guys enjoy your night, man. God bless. And, uh, you know, keep up the podcast, man. I know it's tough to keep up the faith in these Raiders. Oh, oh, because like in the famous word, the Raider Greg, this is some bullshit. I love when you say that, brother. Let's go Raiders, baby. Let's keep doing it, man. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. God bless. First off, thank you for the call, my brother. And second off, let me just tell you, my children also have not seen a winning team since they were very, very little, too. So they're still Raider fans, though. We still went to the games, even though they weren't winning. It didn't matter because we're Raider Nation. And still to this day, my kids are Raider Nation, all of them, where they may be. So it's cool. My son's in Ohio, so he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. But it's cool. Uh, it's a great family tradition here in this house because it's our team. And, uh, well, we're just going to hang in with them because... That's what you do. And yes, this season's kind of gone and like it has in the past. So we know how to cope. We know what to do this time of year, brother. So we just got to do it. Thanks for the call, my brother. And our next caller is Raider Andy from the 209. Well, I know that area code. What is going on, my good Raider brother? Raider Nation. Raider Greg, this is a first-time caller, Raider Andy from the 209. Oh, my God, man. This fucking game gave me a heart attack. We should have had that win. Marcus Mariota played his ass off, man. That dude is a playmaker. He's like Russell Wilson. We need a quarterback that could move, throw the ball. If this guy would have had reps, Throughout the week, he would have been better than Carr, man. No disrespect to Derek Carr. He's a good quarterback. He just doesn't have it in the pocket. He cannot feel when the pocket is collapsing. And we just need someone that could get out, run the ball, make plays. The defense, the defense sucks. They can't stop shit. To be honest, they played better without Paul Gunther. But either way, John Gruden should have went for the fucking win at the goal line. Even if we wouldn't have scored, their offense would have to go from 99 yards to try to get the win. As soon as we got the field goal, I knew it was over. 
it was over. I just knew it. Defense can't stop shit. Either way, the bright side of this game was Marcus Mariota. That guy, he's just our guy. Derek Carr, man, I'm sorry. You're a good player, but hopefully we can get some trade picks. Cut Bent Brown. He wasn't blocking for shit. Josh Jacobs, you was a beast. Overall, man, I'm I'm just bummed out that we lost this game. But you know what? The future's bright. If we can get Mariota, get him some weapons, man, there's a lot of bright bright side for this team. Next year we better be drafting defense. I swear to God, defense all the way, man. Raider Nation, stay up, baby. Raiders all day. First off, I love the call, bro. I love what you brought up. Uh, Thanks for calling in. And (laughs) here we go. It's a Derek Carr thing. I knew Mariota. And before I even get into that, the heart attack game, this game, all our games this year, it seemed like pretty much were stress attacks, (laughs) some worse than others. Um, but yeah, this was a very chaotic season. I think that sums up the the season. And then when Mariota came in this game with no reps in the first team, bro, he came to life. Like he looked like the Mariota that started um, for Tennessee. He does. He looks like he came right out of college. I mean, he looks good. So if we can keep him healthy, he's got some games to play this year. Derek Carr might be looking at retirement um, for sure because he has no pocket presence. Never did. Never did. <laughs> he always got stuck in the pole in the hole. That that's crazy, but it's true. Uh, I love the call, man. I think so. I think we're looking at a controversy now. Our defense is no controversy. Uh, it's still horrible. A little better. But uh, still horrible. Uh, we got to do some serious changes in our draft strategy. And Mayock, I don't know if he's in for it, bro. We'll see. We got some time now. Let's just see how this team plays. I hope they let Mariota let it go. That would be great. Love the call, brother. Thanks. And next, my very good brother, the Uptown Raider. He's in the house. What you got for us, my Raider brother? Where the Greg, where the Randy is the Uptown Raider. Long time listener, second time caller. I can't believe what I just saw. After I listened to the podcast, I had a lot of hope, Raider Greg. And then I had a full on panic attack. Dodgers won the championship, Lakers won the championship. I'm from LA. I will give it all up for the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. I will give both of those championships up. Hey, you know what? Next year, the Brooklyn Dodgers had a saying, wait till next year. That was Pee Wee Reese. They had, that was his saying. And um, that's all I can say. Wait till next year. Red Nation, I love you guys. All you guys. I listen to the show every week. 
every week. I can't wait for it. I love you guys. Out. First off, I love this call, bro. Do you know why? Because you really express the Raider fan in L.A. You really do. And as soon as you said what you said, I thought, oh, yeah. This is the Raider fan that used to go to the Coliseum in Los Angeles, park your car in somebody's yard, and go see our team play. This is that fan. I've told people up here, because I lived in Southern California, I know when the Raiders were there, I was there then too. It's crazy. Raider Nation in Los Angeles is serious, man. Serious fans, big time, super travelers. And uh, that's right. I can totally hear what you're saying, bro. Big time. And I'm sorry I got your hopes up about the game, but I was being real. This team can beat them. We just didn't do it. And now we got Mariota coaching being a quarterback controversy. It's all good, man. Next year's going to get better. You know how it is? Just like I don't need I don't think anybody in media has heard the Pee Wee Reese uh recall. Nobody. But us, because it fits us greatly, maybe next year. <laughs> you know it, bro. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller, Raider Trip, the R V A Raider is in the house. What you got for us, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Trip, the RVA Raider, calling from Richmond, Virginia. It's the morning after our second Chargers game, and I got a broken heart. I'll tell you, there were a number of obvious reasons why we lost that game, but the clearest one to me, and I'm sure most of the rest of the Raider Nation, is our piss-poor coaching staff couldn't have been more clear that in overtime when it's fourth down right near the goal line with the way our defense has been playing you got to go for the touchdown you just have to why on earth would you kick the field and rely on your defense after the way they had been playing all night all that play accomplished was to give the chargers much better field position I mean, even if you go for it and don't convert, they're down there on the three-yard line. He'd already missed two field goals. You know, it's just, it's very upsetting. I I mean, that seemed like a no-brain call right there. That combined with the horrendous play of our defense, and I know that COVID has been a huge impact in that defense, but... It's just pretty clear that it's not that great of a group of players, and they have been very important coached. doesn't really matter whether you got Paul Gunther out there, Rod Marianelli. Either way, any way you slice it, it was just unbelievable. I'm watching the game with my buddy, and we keep asking ourselves, how is this possible that these receivers can be this open constantly? That's what we've been seeing all season. And it's a pattern that we've been seeing for a long time. This just happens to be the worst that it is. But, you know, you get to December and all the other teams you play out there have been watching you all season. They've seen how teams just been slicing up our defenders and they've got us figured out. So by the time you get to December, it's really easy to slice our defense up. 
So the bad coaching, the bad defense, and of course, bad officiating. Some of the worst officiating I've seen in a long time. Has anyone else out there ever seen a 25-yard penalty? I mean, we got a 25-yard penalty. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Not to mention the fact that after the 25-yard penalty on the ensuing punt return, that spearhead that Renfro took right in front of the referees, they're not even going to call that. That knocked him out cold. He had to leave the game. I mean, it was obvious. That 25-yard penalty was just some light hands to the face. It's just really inexcusable. And there were a lot of other bad calls, too. I mean, there was one after that where there was a clear hands to the face by the Chargers. Refs threw the flag on it and changed their mind. I mean, what in the hell is going on out there? So I guess we weren't meant to win this game between uh, our piss-poor coaching, the uh, bad play of the defense, and the officiating. There were obviously a few bright spots. Marcus Mariota, uh, he really impressed. He, you know, maybe he's the answer, but who the frick knows, really? At least the offense was able to get some points on the board. Too bad Chucky didn't trust Mariota enough at the end of the game to let him win it. That would have made sense. But anyways, I could go on and on about how pissed off I am about this. I'm sure everyone else is. But on a lighter note, Merry Christmas, Raider Nation. This season will be over soon. We can move on to the next one. This is Trip, the RVA Raider. Signing off. My brother, well said, well documented for sure. You know, <laughs> I have to laugh because I sat on my couch and I go, oh no, they're bringing on the field goal team? I go, you got to give them a chance to win. The Chargers have been running up and down the field on us all day long. Come on, we got, if we give them a chance, just like you, same thing. And we went field goal, and I knew it was over, and it was. And, you know, kudos to the Chargers for winning a game. But shame on the Raiders for losing a game, because I think they lost more than the Chargers won. I think the opportunities were there. Our defense is what it was all season. Marinelli's not going to make any big difference. Maybe in the next game. But... uh yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy how we can see this game. The officiating. Dude, I saw so many holding penalties that I just stopped looking. I saw them holding on their offensive line, holding us, just obviously holding and no flags. I was amazed at the officiating as well. I thought that was a another nail in the coffin for our game, but... Uh, like I've said before, we got to rise above the, the uh, zebras as well as the other team. We always have our whole history, bro. We just got to fight through the penalties. As much as I hate to say it, I don't know if we're going to get to the zero penalty function. We're going to, but I always say, if you're going to take a penalty, uh, leave some blood on the field, if you know what I mean. Love the call, bro. And Merry Christmas. And our next caller, Raider Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He called us last week, had a great comment. What's going on, my brother? 
Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Called uh, last week. I was talking about I wish they'd put Mariota in, and they did. That was awesome. The guy can run. The guy's got some passing skills. He didn't. He was second team, backing up to Carr. Carr got hurt. Next man stepped up. He is phenomenal. That's what I thought we had in him to see what we had to see if he's worth keeping. I definitely think so. I think we should get rid of Carr and go with Mariota myself. Mariota is just, he, I, oh, man, those plays he, he was making were awesome. At the end of the game, I was wishing they'd just have him run it in, but they didn't, and we lost to the Chargers. Uh, we, we, we were fighting. We had a lot of people missing on our, our defense, but he is a breath of fresh, fresh air for our team. Marcus Mariota is, he, he, we, I think we, should, we, need, we should go with him and, and trade Carr away, get something else, get something for Carr, maybe beef up our defense. A friend of mine was watching the game. He said, oh, my God, that looks like Patrick Mahomes in a Raider uniform. <laughs> he's not even a Raider fan, but he's saying, oh, my God, look at that guy. Look at what he's doing. Pretty pretty awesome. Anyways, Greg, thanks for your podcast. Thanks for all the work you're doing, and thanks keep keep the, the, the podcast coming. I'm a Raider fan for life. And this is Tom in Minneapolis, and I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for the call, bro. I remember that call. Like it was yesterday, because as soon as Mariota went in, I thought, oh, Tom's going to be happy about this one. <laughs> yeah, because you were calling for him earlier. Well, I didn't realize how good he was. They did pay him $17 million, so he had to have something. But he wasn't that good when he left Tennessee. Uh, and And so I think his confidence has come back. And what a difference. He surely did make a huge difference, not only in the game, but he lifted the other players, which I thought was obvious. I think everybody got a jolt of energy, and they should let him get the touchdown. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know why Gruden was playing you know, soft. I don't get him being soft, but that's on another topic. But Mariota looks pretty damn good, and when we see him play against the Dolphins, you're going to see the real controversy comes. If he plays anything like he did, Against the Chargers, man, he's, this is Chargers' number two defense. If he can do that against the number two defense, uh, we could have a quarterback controversy bigger than the one that's already started. <laughs> Love your take, bro. This could be interesting before next season. And our next caller, I love him. He's a great fan in the middle of enemy territory, of course. Takes a beating. Raider Dan from KC, good fan, good dude. What's up, brother? Raider Gray, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. I'm going to start with the nice stuff. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everybody. We all are very thankful for all kind of things. Now for the game. I'm going to say this two ways. Number one, I said I would not. Bad mouth Derek Carr the rest of the season. I will not. But I will say this. Derek Carr needs to be traded. Uh, I'm going to say it because he needs to be traded. Uh, he's been a Raider. He left it out on the field. Troy Aikman said it. But number eight came in the game. I had my doubts. I did not think that guy knew how to throw the ball. To Don DeWaller, he can be. Basically, today's quarterback. 
You know, he run, he can throw, he can compete. The way the team rallied around him, he showed heart. Uh, he showed that he could be a Raider. You know, as I watched the game, I'm like, okay, if the guy pulls it off, he would be as a Raider legend. I mean, he could be. But, you know, I'm going to talk about the refs. We all going to talk about the refs, but I want to talk about our coach, John Gruden. Look, man, uh, I don't know what you're going to do in the off season, but you need to get some younger people in there. Uh, I felt like he was holding Mariota back. For every two good plays he made, uh coach would call something stupid, you know, to hold him back. We get into overtime uh, inside the goal line. If you're going to run the ball, then you line up and run the ball. You do not gun run a ball at the inside the five-yard line. And then on third down, I mean, for every Raider fan, we've seen that play. I knew what the play was. Probably seen it back in 98. So, of course, it wasn't going to work. But you put that quarterback at that time that was playing at his mind, you put the ball in his hand. I know you want to run, want to run a play, put the ball in his hand. Kansas City does it with Mahomes. Heck, the nutless Chargers are doing it with Hewitt. Defense and penalties. Well, let's be specific. The refs. The defense, we knew it was horrible. We knew it was terrible. You know, so whatever. But to call those penalties after Renfro got hit in the head and no penalty, to call passing interference at that crucial time of the game when Aguilar was getting held, man. But they left it out on the field. They showed heart. They fought like Raiders. I was so proud of that for a guy that was sitting on the bench to fight like a Raider. And, of course, I'm ticked off that we lost the game. But I'm still pulling for my team, still going to love my team. But, you know, Carr kind of saw the writing on the door that uh, he might be there, he might not be there. This is Raider Dan. I'm out. Go Raiders. I always love your calls, bro, because you just bring it. And this time you certainly brought it when you point out the coaching and the lack of creativity. And everyone knows what the play is going to be because I know sitting on my couch what the play is going to be. And I understand that when you have a coach that says, well, we're going to do what we do and they're going to have to stop us. I understand that. That's a mentality. But how about we're going to do something that they don't expect us to do and we're going to blow them away and get a 25-yard play out of it. Now, that to me is coaching. The other one, I understand, but come on now. This is 2020. Going into 2021, we still have Greg Olson as the offensive coordinator. Give me a break. They need to go young on defense, offense, find some young minds and get it done because that's going to happen. It happened in other cities and other teams. You got guys, I just point to the guy in San Francisco. He's a miracle worker. He got the draft going too. We have to find a new defensive coordinator before the draft so he gets his guys so that we start off on the right foot. Love the call, man, because the refs screwed us again. But I've always said it, and you know it. we got to beat the refs, too. That's how it always is for us. And that's what we got to do. 
Thank you for the call. Happy holidays back at you, brother. Can you smell the cheese? I can, because the Cheesehead Raiders in the house. What a great fan. Good dude. Passionate Raider fan, as we all are. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Cheesehead Raider caller from Wisconsin. Uh, It's been almost 24 hours from the loss on Thursday night. Uh, two things I'd like to touch on really quick. Uh, defense. Um, Got to take my hat off to Rob Marinelli. Um, defense played better. Uh, did not give up huge gashes uh, in the run game. Um, I think the last two weeks we were averaging well over 200 yards. I believe we ended the night 67, 70 yards, something like that. Fantastic job for three days of preparation. Uh, secondary still pathetically sad. Um, Mullins, he got schooled last night. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe uh, the other team saw a weakness, something, I don't know. Uh, second thing I'd like to talk about is uh, the playoffs. Um, that's pretty much done. We know. Um, I don't really think we would have done much anyways, but at least getting there. You know, would have uh, given us something to build on. Um, mistaken, I have the other thing to talk about is quarterback. I'm sure the car haters are going to come out of the woodworks. I would say pump the brakes. When teams go in and study film, they study film on the starter. You get the starter out and a backup comes in, you're not prepared for that person. You don't have any idea that they're coming in or what to expect. Do I think Mariota did a great job? Absolutely. Do I think he run hard? Yes, absolutely. He's been sitting his ass on the bench for the last year, letting his wounds heal. If we recall back in Tennessee, one of the knocks on him is he was getting beat up. So before we start trying to sell the car and looking for something shinier and nicer based on one game, I think we might want to look at the whole history of the Raiders and quarterbacks that we have had. How many Raider Greg have we gone through until we got a stable quarterback in Derek Carr? It's been a lot. First name that pops up to my mind is the worst draft pick in NFL history. Jamarcus purple drank can't read a defense. LSU quarterback, big arm, couldn't do anything else. Russell. So, saying that, hopefully Miami and Baltimore can lose. That'll keep our hopes alive. Hopefully Carr heals up. Hopefully Marinelli gets that defense going even more now that he's got a longer week. All right, Raiders, let's go. Keep the faith. Raider Nation, this is the Cheesehead Raider, and I am out. I love this call, bro. I love it. I love it because there it comes. Here's the quarterback controversy. Listen, Carr has also been beaten and bludgeoned, but Mariota got hurt a lot more. Uh, because he ran way more than he passed, if I remember correctly. 
And after he was beaten up, he stood, he couldn't even pass. So that's why they dumped him because he was beat because they didn't have an offense for him and he had to run the ball. Well, I'm hoping that's not the case here. And I'm hoping he is the miracle the Raiders are looking for. I love Derek Carr. He's done some excellent things. He might continue to go on to the Super Bowl. Like I said, he could be our Jim Plunkett. But when you have a guy that comes in, but I'll tell you this. Now, he did a great job. Everyone knows. We had another guy named Tui that used to come into the game and do some great things, too, for a little bit here and there. They called for him to come in as first string. Well, Tui went kablooey. And Russell was a joke. I have video during that draft saying, oh, my gosh, what a huge mistake. That guy couldn't put two words together. The Russell pick was Al Davis. So, yeah, the Raiders have had a lot of quarterback issues, but Carr is good. We're paying him. Mariota's good. We're already paying him. So we'll see what happens at the end of the year. Who goes? Because someone's going to go. But it's an interesting controversy to have. I love the call. I love your passion as well, my good brother. And our next caller from Albany, New York. It's Matty Raider. He's in the house. What do you have for us, my Raider brother? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York. It's the morning after the Chargers game. And uh season's over, folks. If you didn't know that already, you know now. Uh, car hurt last night. Mariota came in. And I see a lot of chatter today how great Mariota is. And it's almost as if they are happy that uh, – our quarterback got hurt or whatever, but listen, Mariota, boy, he's got some wheels, but uh, he almost threw a couple of picks. You know, uh, I think we're just so anxious for a change or something, you know, some kind of spark. So that was nice to see, but, you know, neither quarterback is responsible for that horrendous defense. They put the graphic up last night. It's something like the most points ever given up in fourth quarter since 1950 and, we're easily the worst defense in the league. We don't stop. It's the drive ends for the other team because of an errant pass or the fact that something happens. It's nothing. It's never a play that we make. Although I wouldn't say that Trayvon Mullen is probably the only guy out there balling. Um, but our defensive line is trash. They're all cast offs, um, unsigned free agents that nobody wanted. Um, we can't stay healthy. So it is what it is. Do you remember when we were six and three, guys? Man, six and three, we thought the world was ours, but we collapsed like last year, and that's got a lot to do with the coaching. We're all looking for answers right now. Unfortunately, we're not going to get them. Like my wife says, don't worry. Wait until next year. It's just frustrating to me. You know, we'll see what we got the next couple weeks and go from there. You know how it is. We're all in it for the long haul. Have a Merry Christmas, guys. Be safe. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, we love you guys. Thanks for everything. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Well, first off, uh, thank you for the call, my brother. It's always good because you do bring the passion so well as well. And, you know, it is. We're used to this time of the year, I gotta say, bro. We just are. And that's the time it is. But see, it's also a time we're we're trained to be looking for the next thing. 
you know, where we're going to go, what we're going to draft, because that's where we are right now. And as a fan base, man, that's where we should be. It's time to stop, you know, getting fantasy about playoffs. Let's look and see who we have, like you say. See what Mariota does. It'll be interesting to see how the season ends, bro. But you know what? I'll tell you what, this season has brought a lot of near heart attacks for me. That's excitement. That's great sports. And I'll take that if I can't get a Super Bowl run. And last but never least, my good brother from Scranton, PA, Raider Chris. He's in the house. What you got for us, bro? Raider Nation. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. And another one bites the dust. We lose on Thursday night to a Chargers team who's got one hell of a quarterback, Herbert. Of course, in our division, we have to look out for now, besides Mahomo, played a hell of a game. Kids got a good game. But that's who our Raiders, or I should say faders. Uh, I'm going to put this on one person and one person only because we all know our defense is sorry. We all know that our defense can't play defense. This is simply on John Gruden. The $100 million man. It seems like with this guy, he declines as the seasons go on. His three years, that's all he's done, is decline as the seasons go on. In the three years, if you compare his numbers to Jack Del Rio, Del Rio was the better coach for us. John Gruden has absolutely no balls. This was another game that he could have won for a touchdown to end the game, and he goes for a field goal. We start the season at 6-3, and three, turn it around to go 1-4. and four. When realistically, we should have lost five straight if it wasn't for Greg Williams. The dude is an average coach. So I absolutely put, put this on John Gruden. He's a big-time name with an average coaching skill. That's it. I give credit where credit due. Where credit's due. Mariota played one hell of a game. Bonehead interception. But I put this on John Gruden 100%. He's a, de- he's a declining coach as the seasons go on. And his numbers prove it. If you don't believe me, look him up. But it is what it is. Defense sucks. Our coach sucks. So where do we go from here? We're not going to make the playoffs. Don't talk to me about the playoffs either. We're not making the playoffs. So I'm going to get off this line. Everybody out there listening, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe through these hard times. We'll get over this stuff together. Enjoy the holidays with your loved ones, guys. Raider Nation. I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, (laughs) I got to tell you, you got a really good point. And I've been complaining about coaching all season and him too. I mean, he, it wasn't just Paula. Some of his play calls were lame. And I mean, lame to me, lame is making a play call that the other team knows you're going to make and not having something else to complement it to make yardage. Andy Reid, perfect example. 
He makes plays where if he runs this play and then he'll run a play that looks exactly like it and it does does something completely different. To me, (laughs) that's what coaching is about. It's a chess game. Not just, I'm going to put my pawns and all my play pieces in the same spot every game and you stop me. Well, people are stopping us. People are stopping us and we're not able to overcome because our defense does stink and it took too long to get rid of Gunther. But man, Gruden's going to be the man. So we got to hope that he's going to pull it out. He really didn't have a very good coaching stint after he won the Super Bowl. Uh, He's trying to make up for all the people and there's lots of them that say he took Tony Dungy's team to the Super Bowl and uh, well, that is what that is. So let's hope he can build a team because we have to because he is the $100 million man. And let's just hope among hope that he's smart enough to see what he's not good at and smart enough to find somebody else that's better at it. That's the kind of leader we need. Uh, and I hope that he is one, bro. Appreciate the call. Love you, brother. And great holidays. Merry Christmas to you and the family as well. Well, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. We are in transition, Raider Nation. We are in transition to the next season. So it's time for us to look for the bright spots, carry those on to 2021. One of them will be, hopefully, the COVID will be over and we'll be able to go to a damn game. That would be very cool. Um, Other than that, God bless the Raider Nation. Every single one of you, you guys know that you are in my heart. Every single fan, whether you've called in or not, I've been to the games. I've seen you. You've come up to me. You've introduced yourself to me. It has been an honor to be um, on this podcast and represent what I represent, which is my opinion and hopefully yours as well. From Randy and I, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please be safe. Be good humans. I am Raider Greg, and I am... Out!